It's not going to replace a doctor's record and a full, complete history, but it gives a beautiful picture, a snapshot of the health journey of the medication they've had, when they've had it, what they've had, potential allergies. It's, it's a really useful tool, and I think people have been confused about what its purpose is. It's not meant to be a replacement medical record. It's meant to be something that travels with the patient. It is their record. It's a my health record, not a pharmacist's record or a doctor's record. It's the patient's record. The benefit is for the patient to give them some level of comfort that there is some visibility about them when they're talking to other health professionals and they're not just a new patient with no knowledge. The doctor, the pharmacist, the other health professional has no knowledge about them at all. This will really help bridge those knowledge gaps. Hi, I'm Andrew Robinson from the MCL Plus Pharmacy in Taronga, Victoria. And I'm Vandana Chandlani, a pharmacist by trade and educator at the Australian Digital Health Agency. And you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. In order to enhance service delivery, empower patients, break down health silos and enable partnership-based approaches that span primary care, allied health, community care and aged care, community pharmacies are being encouraged to integrate digital health into their practice and businesses. Integrating digital health into pharmacy practice enhances patient safety, it enables more personalised care, creates clinical efficiencies, and it drives collaboration. And one way community pharmacies can start to see the benefits of the My Health record system is to understand its clinical applications to patient care and when to utilise this additional source of patient health information. My Health Record has the potential to provide a platform to support healthcare coordination in the goal of providing optimum health outcomes for patients, especially those with chronic and complex conditions. Today, we take a deeper dive into the My Health Record in the community pharmacy context with Andrew Robinson, a community pharmacy owner and pharmacist digital health leader at the Australian Digital Health Agency, and Vandana Chandanani, who is a pharmacist by trade and educator at the agency. Firstly, here's Andrew. Andrew, thanks for joining us. You've been working in the digital health space for a few years now. Can you just briefly tell us about the My Health Record and the key benefits for pharmacies and their staff? I find that um, having worked in the digital health space now for a while, the the evidence of uh, benefits is starting to become more and more and more clear. The pharmacies uh, and the staff in the pharmacies can see a lot more about the patients than we've ever had before. And that really helps us make better clinical decisions, better counselling, targeted counselling, and to be able to make sure we have a better understanding of the patient's health journey. It sounds like there's some great benefits to the My Health Record system for pharmacists. From your experience, what are you hearing from fellow pharmacists and even their pharmacy staff about their concerns with using the My Health Record? Because with change always comes uncertainty. There is definitely concern out there about uh, the My Health Record, both from the personal perspective and from the professional perspective. Um, Colleagues uh, will generally uh, mention things around uh, what their obligations are with the My Health Record. Uh, Do they have to look at it? Uh, What happens if they don't look at it and there is a problem? Um, And they're concerned about privacy uh, and if a patient complains uh, about uh, the, the breach of privacy. So there is some genuine concerns out there. But those concerns aren't necessarily uh, insurmountable. It's more understanding the legislation that that protects the professional um, practice uh, and understanding that this is just an addition to the work that we do uh, and to complement the work we do. It also gives us a more insight than we've had before, which is actually beneficial and can make our work more efficient uh, and safer. And there's no obligation to look at the My Health Record just because a patient has one. And likewise, there's no um, obligation uh, to load people's 
record. However, I would say that for a patient that does have a My Health record, it's very important to them and it may be doing them a disservice if you're not engaging with the My Health record and utilising it and uploading for those patients. So the concerns I think are where patients and um, health professionals don't quite understand the rules supporting the system. Well, let's talk about some of those views, concerns, and some of them may even be misconceptions. Some of them might be warranted that you've just spoken about there and you've just highlighted. What tips or strategies can you share to integrate the use of the My Health record system as part of a pharmacy's existing workflow and pharmacist clinical practice? One of the ones uh, I hear of quite a bit is that it might slow the um, dispensing down, the software down, uh, and that's just not true. We've been using it for seven years, uh, and it just sits in the background and uploads uh, into the My Health record when you dispense. So there's absolutely no uh, deterioration in the speed of your computer when you're dispensing, uh, and it takes no effort from a workflow point of view. It just happens automatically. So there's nothing you have to do. The accessing the record if you decide to go into it to look at a patient's record uh, to get some more information and insights about maybe what they've uh, had previously elsewhere or whether they've got allergies and things that you want to um, confirm with a, a patient's uh, shared health summary from their doctor, then that may take a little more work. However, it's this per- perception that it's going to take more time. Uh, I'd argue it saves you a lot of time. Currently in our uh, what I call blacked out environment where we have no visibility, uh, it's a lot of phone calls to either hospitals or doctors or other pharmacies chasing the information that now could potentially be available at your fingertips with a click of a button. That's a big misconception that that there's going to be a a lot of work involved with this. In fact, it should improve our workflow and and speed up um, the the data collection that we need to get. The obligation for us to practice pharmacy in a safe manner uh, relies on us to use our clinical judgment. And another important misconception is that we are going to have to look at the My Health record. Now, that is just not the case. If we don't believe there's a a clinical need or a clinical reason, then there is absolutely no need for you to do that. There's no obligation, there's no legislation saying you need to access uh, a My Health record every time a patient has something dispensed. Notwithstanding, there is also, a suppose, an an obligation to look if there is a concern, just like you would uh, look at a drug information sheet if you were concerned about something a patient's taking and you weren't 100% sure about drug interactions or you weren't 100% sure about how the medication is metabolised and you wanted to check, you'd go to a reference. And equally with this, if you thought "Mm, maybe a patient's renal function is not so good, this would be a reference that you could check. And there would be an expectation that if that information was there, that you should look at it. But it comes down to the uh, current scenario where you do your best to make sure you're executing your your professional obligations in a safe uh, and professional manner. So I think that's another misconception is when and how often you need to access the My Health record. Uh, As far as the the workflow, um, it really does help um, get the information a lot faster. You said you've been using the system for seven years. That's a great sample size. Are you able to share some real-life practical scenarios over that time from your own day-to-day practice where you and the team have used the My Health record system and how that has benefited not only the patient but maybe also the pharmacy? Us having used the My Health record system for so long, um, we've got good workflow practices now uh, and are used to to having and considering the My Health record uh, and not think of it so much as an addition to our work, but it's sort of part of our work. More recently, now that the opt-out period has uh, ended and and people, are 90% of the population is engaged with the My Health record or has a My Health record, it started to show um, benefits. And I think that change is a really important one because prior to that, there was very little information in the My Health record and it doesn't 
help much when you go in and find nothing there. So that then just does take time away from your, your workflow and that's counterproductive. What we want to be able to do is click on a My Health Record when we're looking for some information and be able to find that information. And up to this point, it hasn't been that resource. However, already since January, we've had several instances where we've been able to identify for a patient something they're taking that they weren't 100% sure when they're trying to articulate that to us. Um, and we had a patient who wasn't one of our our regular patients had a prescription dispensed elsewhere, was looking in the pharmacy. So they weren't getting a prescription. They were looking in the pharmacy for some uh, medication for gastrointestinal issues. And we had a conversation and they were trying to describe the medication they'd been prescribed. Um, and I said to them, well, do you have a My Health record? And they believed they did. They weren't hugely engaged with it, but they thought they did. Um, and we went in and we had a look and we found that information. And we could have a much more useful conversation about what might complement that medication and what would be safe to use with that medication. And that customer was absolutely wrapped. Um, this person had not much understanding of the My Health record, but by the time we'd had that conversation, they were really, really uh, happy that they had it because we could make a better decision for them in relation to their health. So, and that was just one. There was another patient who had seen a specialist. Uh, the GP had supposedly written a letter uh, regarding the patient um, patient's history and what they'd had. That the specialist didn't have that. So the specialist decided to guess what the patient had had previously and wrote a prescription for something. And when it came to the pharmacy, we looked at it and it just looked wrong. And we said to the patient, well, you know, what have you had before? Oh, I can't remember, they said. And what was really interesting was that we often forget that when patients are in the community, they don't have any medical pharmaceutical knowledge at all. And we sometimes forget that. And they really don't take notice of their drugs, their strengths, the frequency, the dosage. Uh, and so the, the doctor had sort of given this patient a, a script for something that wasn't quite right. Uh, fortunately, they had a My Health record and their GP had uploaded a shared health summary, which is, a, as the name suggests, a, a summary of the patient's health, conditions, medications, allergies. Uh, and there it was, the correct dose that they'd had previously six months earlier. And had the specialists had that at their disposal, they could have prevented that mistake happening. Fortunately, we prevented that mistake happening. Um, but uh, it is an important tool and it saves a lot of mucking around trying to find that information. I could just ring the specialist straight away and say, you know, this patient actually has had this strength before, not the one you've written, um, and what would you like to, to do with this prescription? And, and so that script resulted. So, yeah, absolutely, very, very important and some, you know, very um, straightforward examples of how we used it uh, and to benefit the patient. And both those patients were really grateful. Oh, I think that first example, that really resonated with me because, Pharmacists are always in the top three or four trusted professions in Australia. And by you using the My Health record with that patient who wasn't a normal patient of yours, they then had their confidence in you and the profession grow even further. And, and when they go and see the next pharmacist who isn't their, their normal pharmacy, then they will be able to lead that conversation and take ownership of their situation even more by being able to say to the pharmacist, well, you can look up my my health record, won't they? Absolutely. And that's what it's about. It's not going to replace a doctor's record and a full complete history, but it gives a beautiful picture, a snapshot of the, the health journey of the medication they've had, when they've had it, what they've had, potentialities. It's, it's a really useful tool. And I think people have been... Um, confused about what its purpose is. It's not meant to be a replacement medical record. It's meant to be something that travels with the patient. It is their record. It's a my health record, not a pharmacist's record or a doctor's record. It's the patient's record. And, and you're absolutely right. That's um, the, the benefit is for the patient to give them uh, some level of comfort that there is some visibility about them when they're talking to other health professionals and they're not just a uh, a new patient with, you know, no knowledge, the doctor, the pharmacist, the other health professional has no knowledge about them at all. This will really help bridge those knowledge gaps. 
Data privacy is a hot topic in society these days and this topic with the My Health Record is no different and rightly so, it should be something that we're speaking about. But as a pharmacist and as a business, how do you know a patient has given consent for you to access their information? So the legislation around the My Health Record system uh, allows for implied consent. So if they have a My Health Record, there is a, a standing consent. So unless a patient specifically withdraws consent or asks you not to upload or not to access, then there is implied consent. And the legislation protects pharmacists and doctors and other health professionals uh, from that. However, it also very clearly stipulates the patient must be under your care. So you can't just go and have a look at someone's health record uh, if they're not in your care. And it's not something you would do or be able to do anyway because the privacy is not just in legislation, but the privacy is in the the actual engineering of the, of the software. There's a lot of links through from the patient identifiers to the healthcare provider identifiers uh, and to the organisations identifiers. And all of these things are linked through multiple um, key metrics to identify those um, organisations, individuals and professionals to then form access. You can't actually access the patient's information without multiple bits of data from each of those um, three points to, you know, the three points of a triangle. So it's not something you can just go, oh, I want to look at the next door neighbour's history and see what, what's in there. It's just unless you've got their date of birth, their Medicare card, their name, first name, second name, unless you have um, all that and then you have conformance software to access or you've got access through the digital uh, portal uh, requiring a lot of your own personal information, uh, which then leaves a very clear digital footprint in a patient's record, uh, and it's all auditable. Uh, there is very clear um, uh, record of who's accessed a patient's history, uh, and there would be questions to answer should you go into a patient's file that wasn't under your care. And as I say, it would be fairly difficult to access it unless you had um, all their information anyway. So it would have to be someone that was probably in your care at some point anyway. Uh, but even, even then, uh, you would be um, in hot water should you go into there. I think what people don't realise, and I don't think it's been overly well publicised, is the significant penalties, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines for an individual, hundreds and thousands of dollars in fines for organisations uh, and five years' uh, imprisonment. So this is something that the government is not taking uh, lightly. Uh, privacy is a hot topic. Uh, it is very important that the system has integrity. I think from an engineering point of view, it's about as robust as it can be. Uh, no system would ever be, I'd say, 100%, um, uh, you know, um, foolproof or guaranteed to be 100% um, secure. But uh, it, to, to access, uh, it certainly is not easy. Uh, and to be honest, the the implications uh, for individuals, should they misuse someone's data, uh, are significant. And it's all very auditable because of all those um, metrics that are, you know, identifiers that are used to access. So there's not going to be a case of um, just sneaking on a peak uh, and then sneaking out, there'll be a digital footprint. And also individuals can track, uh, they can set passwords, uh, PIN numbers, they can get emails and SMSs when someone accesses their their records. So, um, yeah, there certainly is a lot of provision for privacy within the system. There's a lot of settings that the individuals can make uh, and the privacy component from a business point of view uh, it falls under the existing laws that we are obligated to protect our patients' uh, data. So just like anything else, you wouldn't leave prescriptions out on a bench for the general public to see, and nor should you, you know, be logged in and, and stay logged into a patient's health record. Um, if you have finished looking at it, you should be logging out. So I think some of these are going to be more workflow issues um, for pharmacies to get their head around in dealing with these new technologies. 
but the actual laws that govern them are not new and they're not new obligations for us. So a large proportion of pharmacies right across the country are connected and now uploading data to the My Health Record system. So that's fantastic. From your perspective, what do you think are the implications or, or even the key impacts to professional practice on this front? Well, I think this is probably the most exciting part is the more that we engage with it as a profession, um, as a health industry, and the more the consumers engage with it uh, in driving the, the conversation with their health professionals, the more meat on the bones of this system we will get. And the, my perspective is that this is you know, the beginning of far more efficient delivery of healthcare for patients and, and far um, better outcomes for patients with less potential duplication, cost savings, um, and ultimately uh, building efficiencies that allow us to do more useful things with our patients, uh, whether it be in pharmacy or medicine or a hospital. Um, and certainly I think the implication for, for everybody is is all positive. I can't see any negatives. I, I really can't. I think there is um, huge efficiencies to be gained. I think of times when patients are discharged from hospital and we spend a day trying to find out what the changes were and whether they are meant to be intentional changes, if they've had changes. Um, and this information is just not available to us easily at the moment. Um, and, you know, you'll shave hours and hours of time off your day um, having to chase through this stuff. So, um, yeah, from a from a general impact on professional practice, I think it's just going to improve everything um, multiple times. We're very customer-focused, though, and we have spoken so far mostly around the concerns that other pharmacies and businesses have. Let's talk about consumers' questions and some of their concerns about the My Health Record system. What are some of the common questions and concerns coming from the community and how do you suggest pharmacists address these with their own patients? And I'd also be interested in your approach with a patient when they raise it with you directly on the floor. Well, interestingly, Daniel, in the seven years we've had this, we uh, at the outset made a bit of a song and dance and to say, oh, aren't we good? We were on the My Health Record system. And uh, we may have been talking Swahili to them. It was literally... People did not know, did not understand, and really didn't um, have much interest in it at all. And I think some of the um, commentary around privacy and security and all these things is from a very small but vocal sector. Uh, And the bulk of the population uh, have an element of um, surprise when you tell them that this doesn't already exist, that this is sort of new. Uh, they expect us to be communicating with doctors and doctors to be communicating with us that information is shared. Uh, and when you tell them that um, we're now able to access a system that lets us see that they've you know, had a hospital stay or they've got some information from their doctor, um, it doesn't really register any level of concern or, or interest even. Um, so I honestly have been surprised how little um questions and concerns we've had we've had a few people that have been concerned about um privacy or think that it's big brother and it's very worst but but by and large um the the bulk of people are very comfortable with the um the the concept of us sharing information uh with health professionals the patients that have been particularly um, suspicious. Um, we've had conversation with them about the the benefit of us actually being able to see other medication they might have had or allergies um, listed uh, through the My Health record in their interests. So basically, trying to put a focus of why it's beneficial to them because there's clear benefits to us in efficiency uh, and being able to deliver our professional obligation to our patients. But ultimately, if they're not engaged with the system, um, then there's of no no benefit to them or us. So we have to highlight to them the benefits to them because they're not going to change their opinion to help us uh, be more efficient. So I think it's important if you are talking to patients that are concerned, um, explain that there is significant layers of security 
that we have to have a lot of security clearance to be able to access it. It is all audited. Uh, a complaint uh, raised against a health professional that's used the record, um, if it's been used allegedly inappropriately, uh, would be significant, um, resulting in multiple years in jail and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fines. So that there is confidence that there is a significant deterrent that even if someone had the information that we discussed before, which they you know, would possibly find difficult to get anyway, get access to anyway, um, but even if they did, that there would be an audit trail, um, it would be uh, easy to identify the person who has um, misused that information uh, and give a sense of confidence to the public because I think sometimes it's the misinformation that causes the harm and the misinformation that causes the anxiety of the public. Uh, I'm very comfortable that uh, the information there is of really no use to anyone else other than health professionals uh, and that it's secure to access. Um, and, you know, they can set up limitations on permissions. They can set who can set. They can set up pins and alerts. So I think, again, that's something that hasn't been well publicised. And it's something that I think health professionals can give that information and have that conversation with their patients if they're concerned about it and say, well, look, if that's the only reason you're not using my health record, do you know you can put a PIN number on and only give that to me or the people you want to be able to see it uh, and, and it's not accessible even if someone has your Medicare card and your date of birth and your name and your gender. So there's definitely um, education that needs to be given to the public uh, in greater detail so they understand the, um, the provisions built in the system to give a level of comfort in the security around uh, access to the My Health record. I found it interesting that you said that most people were actually surprised that you weren't already collaborating with other health professionals that they're dealing with. It's probably one reason why nine out of 10 Australians have a My Health record, but it may start to bring some of those questions and concerns that we just spoke about because of the bulk of the people are now on the system. What do you think pharmacists can now expect considering that the My Health record opt-out period is complete? And as I said, nine out of 10 Australians have a My Health record. I think pharmacists can expect more people to engage as the uh, government starts to promote using it rather than just being part of the system. Uh, I think you'll see a change in the messaging around the way patients can benefit by having their My Health record and engage with it, set up permissions, put more information, personal information in like they might uh, want to add their own allergies or a care plan end-of-life plans, all these sort of things that they can add in themselves um, and, and engaging with the public around how they can, can use their record. I think it would be important uh, if pharmacists haven't got their own uh, My Health record set up um, to, to set theirs up uh, and if they really don't want it, they can always delete it and it's a hard delete. That legislation changed at the end of last year in December 2018. So a delete is a delete, a hard delete. The data is not archived, it is not kept, it's gone. So even if they just wanted to set it up to have a play and see what sort of permissions they can set up, what the security is like uh, on the consumer side um, and have a better understanding because I think that's really important when consumers ask us about the, the My Health record, giving them... Um, some information about how you use it uh, and speaking knowledgeably about it is really important. Um, and I think you will get those questions because, as you say, nine out of 10 patients are now using it and they will start to understand that they can access it. You know, next time they go to do their tax and they jump onto MyGov or they go to get something from Centrelink or they go to get their Medicare list for their uh, accountant, it's going to be there in their My Health Records section of their MyGov account. So all of a sudden that awareness um, that may not be there yet because they've had their system turned on but not actually been sort of obvious that it's there, they're going to start seeing it and it's going to start resonating with them. Uh, and so I'd be expecting more questions to, to come uh, as people become more aware 
um, that it exists and how they use it. So, but it will certainly change the the um, the efficiencies for the pharmacists in day to day practice. And I think that's only a good thing. Andrew Robinson, thanks for joining us and sharing your experiences and insights from using the My Health Record system over the past seven years. You're very welcome, Daniel. Thank you. As I mentioned earlier, we are also joined in this episode by Vandanar Chandanani, who is a pharmacist by trade and educator at the Australian Digital Health Agency. Here's Vandanar. Vandanar, welcome to the show. The Australian Digital Health Agency's vision, especially in the My Health Record system, what is the vision and what does this mean for the pharmacy profession? The Australian Digital Health Agency was essentially established in 2016 with with uh, a clear aim or the vision to improve health outcomes for all Australians. And the agency wanted to ensure that there is a robust uh, digital system or sort of the, you know, there's a robust healthcare system supported by digital tools such as the My Health Record. Um, now, in terms of the strategy or um, how we sort of plan to deliver on that vision is um, the national digital health strategy. So that's been a key piece of work for the agency. And the My Health Record system is one of the seven key pillars. So in terms of the My Health Record system, what does the vision look like? So by 2020, uh, we're, we're working to make sure that all consumers um, are confident they're able to access their My Health record, and more than that, they're able to contribute to the My Health record, their personal record. But so healthcare providers, about making sure they're confident, they, they feel the system is trustworthy and they can contribute, but view information in their day-to-day practice. So I guess, what does this mean for pharmacy profession? Really, pharmacy um, is known to work in 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 that siloed environment. From time to time, uh, we sort of struggle to get information, and and we spend a lot of time just getting that information from other healthcare providers. So, having access to the My Health Record system means that pharmacy can access the patient's health information when they need it the most. And in fact, spend that time with the consumers, personalise care, ask relevant questions rather than who is your GP or which hospital did you go to? If you, if they have access to the My Health Record system, they would clearly be able to see which hospital the patient did visit or who the regular pharmacy is or um, their regular GPs. And in fact, get information or sort of contact those um, those other providers and get information from them uh, to help their, uh, their clinical decision. Andrew highlighted some of the great benefits of the My Health Record system, just like you started to there for pharmacists. From your experience, what do pharmacists need to do to actually get the most out of it for them, but also for their patients? With pharmacy, really the first step is to get registered. Now, um, you know, I get a question um, all the time and I'm, I'm a pharmacist, but an, uh, an educator and I've been doing this for a couple of years. And really pharmacists ask questions, well, how can I register? Is it free? So we, absolutely it is. Um, uh, there is no cost for pharmacy. So the first step to get most out of uh, out of the system is to is to get on board, um, and it's really, I guess, um, it's great to see that we've got majority. So we've got eighty three percent of pharmacies on board. Um, so that's the first step, and then it would be more around um, making sure that they've got that they're connected, which means, and I don't want to go into the technical details, but. Uh, depending on what software the pharmacy is using, whether that's MinFOS or FRED or Z, it's to make sure their software is connected with the My Health Record system and then try and start to sort of use the system in a day-to-day practice. Now, as a pharmacist, um, what they can actually send to the individual's My Health Record currently is just the dispense data, and that happens automatically. So they really don't have to do anything else. It's just a passive upload to the individual's My Health Record. But where I think the benefits, uh, where the pharmacist will sort of start to see those benefits is when they start to view the My Health Record system. 
So, for example, uh, and I'm sure most pharmacists would resonate with this uh, scenario where they get a patient um, on, a, on a Saturday evening, um, they've just recently been to hospital, uh, the patient does not remember uh, what the changes were, and it's quite understandable that they wouldn't sort of uh, have a, uh, would be able to recollect uh, what happened during their hospital visit. Uh, they don't have a discharge summary, and the pharmacist then essentially spends a lot of time just gathering that information. So, like I said previously, having access to the My Health Record system would mean that the pharmacist could quickly get onto um, uh, the My Health Record, exactly see where the patient might have been. Uh, and now, considering we've got majority of hospitals uh, connected with the My Health Record system, they're likely to find the discharge summary and exactly find out what happened uh, in hospital and then um, discuss with the patient exactly what that means. So I guess uh, the My Health Record system is not there to um, to sort of deal with all of the problems, but it certainly will help reduce the fragmentation and improve the coordination of care for, for patients. So as a business, it will introduce a lot of efficiencies where they will not spend time just chasing information. But I think for patients, it will be more about empowering them. It would be making sure that patients are engaged. They know exactly how their healthcare providers uh, are, are sort of working together and the information they're sharing amongst themselves. It's a fantastic number, 83% of community pharmacies right across the country having registered for the My Health Record system. But in terms of connectivity across all sectors such as GPs and hospitals and other health professionals, what does that look like? We've seen a huge increase in um, healthcare organisations getting connected with the My Health Record. So uh, I guess in terms of numbers, we're at about 7,000 general practices that are now uh, on board and that is as of really Majority of general practices, and that's about 7,000 uh, across the country, are now um, registered for the My Health Record system. Um, and hospitals, look, it, it varies, um, but we sort of see majority public and uh, quite a few private hospitals across um, across the country uh, are on board as well. And likewise, some of the other providers that are slowly getting on board is your specialists, allied health, and we've seen a huge increase in pathology and diagnostic imaging sector. As a whole, they're slowly getting on board. So when you look at the number of clinical documents or sort of just the, the the various information that's uploaded um, there is quite a there, there is quite a lot to start with but um, of course as we get more and more providers on board there will be more clinical information um, and I and I think that's where um, again we'll sort of start to see the real benefit uh, of the My Health Record system where healthcare providers will be able to see information from a range of sources um, and start to sort of use that in their clinical decision making. So you talk about more clinical information being uploaded and people having more access to it, which sounds fantastic, that upward trend. Obviously, pharmacists can view a range of clinical information and we understand that the My Health Record system will continue to evolve. So I'm hoping for a little bit of insight, maybe even a little bit of a scoop, not sure what position you're in to be able to do that. But can you share any new features or functionality pharmacists can expect and get excited about? Oh, look, yes, absolutely. I'm really excited about the um, the new functionality for pharmacists and that is called a pharmacist shared medicines list. Now, essentially, that's a document uh, which a pharmacist will be able to upload um, and that will highlight the uh, consumer's current list of medicines. Basically, a pharmacist shared medicines list uh, will not just include all of the prescribed medicines, but it will include all of the medicines the patient is actually taking. So that might be things they've purchased over the counter or uh, any herbal medicines. So really, 
a pharmacist-shared medicines list will become or um, will become the source of truth at the point in time. So what that means is um, when a pharmacist, whether that is when they're doing a meds check within the pharmacy or um, uh, after a, uh, when, a, when a patient has been discharged from hospital, the pharmacist can then go through all of the medicines the patient is actually taking put together this uh, pharmacy shared medicines list and send that to the individual's My Health record. Now, that document will become extremely important, not just for other pharmacists, but healthcare providers, because we know most healthcare providers struggle with finding out medicines the patient is actually taking. So um, in terms of where that functionality is at, I could probably share a little bit. So uh, we've got a few um, software vendors that are in the that are in the process of making this functionality available for their um, for their customers. So um, again, look, hoping that in the next um, month or so, we should be we, we should have uh, an update on what those um, software vendors are um, and when that functionality will be rolled out more broadly for um, for other vendors as well. That sounds great. The MHR is personally controlled, which means the consumer can restrict access and view which organisations are viewing their record. Can you Tell us more about what consumers can do themselves on this front and what advice should pharmacists be providing to their patients around this? The My Health record, you're right, it is personally controlled and there are a number of uh, features built in for consumers. So first and foremost, for consumers to be able to engage with their My Health record, they'd still need to create a MyGov account, link their My Health record. And what I like to clarify is the fact that consumers access their My Health record through MyGov does not mean that all of the other services they access through MyGov, um, are sort of all of the data within the My Health record and the other services is sort of shared. So, you know, all of, so for consumers that access their My Health record, it all just sits in a standalone repository. So that data does not get shared with anyone else or any other government organization. Um, and secondly, when it comes to consumers managing their My Health record, they can certainly do a lot. So they could set up PIN codes, they could set up um, SMS or email notifications, which I've done that personally for my record, uh, or they could at any time go in and see a detailed audit trail of uh, which organization has accessed their My Health record and the actions that were taken. So I maybe unpack a couple of those. Now, when it comes to setting PIN codes, what consumers can actually do is um, set up a PIN code for blanket restriction, which means that um, any organization that's wanting to access their record will need a PIN code. They will not be able to see any information at all. Or consumer can just set up a PIN code for a specific document. So if they did not want to share, for example, their dispense uh, record, a record of their medicine, could be really any medicine, they could just set up a PIN code for that particular dispense record. And what that means is any organization wanting to look at that particular record will need to get a PIN code from that individual before they see that information. So, so that is just setting PIN codes for the entire record or just specific clinical documents. Now, the next feature is um, setting uh, notifications. So what consumers can do is um, set up an SMS or an email alert. So when a new organization accesses the My Health record, they would get a notification in almost real time. So what that might look like is if, uh, let's say, um, they are here in, in Victoria and if an organisation in New South Wales was to access their My Health record, could have been done in error or, or um, you know, there might be other instances. But that consumer will get a notification to let them know that an, an organisation in New South Wales has accessed their My Health record. So the consumer can then uh, pretty much follow up on that 
uh, if they believe that if they they believe that is not genuine, then of course um, they could report that to the system operator. But as you can see, this functionality allows consumers to exactly see who is uh, and which organization, I mean, are, are sort of uh, viewing their information. And as you would imagine, without the My Health Record system for consumers, there is currently no other way to find out how organizations are, which organizations are firstly um, uh, accessing or using their information. So that's where the My Health Record system becomes extremely important. We talked briefly about consent and privacy with Andrew earlier on in the show, and I understand a number of changes to legislation were approved. Can you please clarify what these are and provide some examples? That's right. There were a number of um, legislation changes which were approved by the um, Australian government in November last year. Now, they were in response to concerns from the community. And I'll probably highlight just a couple of key changes. Um, and the first one was around uh, permanent deletion of uh, a My Health record. So what that means is when a consumer cancels their My Health record, um, that record will be permanently deleted. So even the Australian Digital Health Agency is the system operator for the My Health record. We will not have a copy of that uh, individual's um, electronic health record. Um, and if that consumer decides to uh, register again for a My Health record at a later time, they can absolutely do that. But it will be a blank record. So when they register again, it's it's a uh, it's a brand new record with no information from their previous uh, my health record. So I guess that's the first change, and we sort of refer to that as the hard delete or permanent delete functionality, uh, which is once a record is cancelled, um, there are no copies held by by anyone. So the second change was around access by law enforcement and other government agencies. Now, just to be crystal clear, the agency's uh, operation policy was always that uh, we would need a formal order or a, a court order from a judicial officer before information from the My Health record could be released to any other government agencies. But the legislation has now been updated um, to include, I, I guess, or to become more clear that we would need uh, an order from a judicial officer before they can access, uh, before we sort of give them access to an individual's My Health record. Now, that was something uh, which, or, or, or sort of a concern or more a misconception amongst the community. So what I'd like to clarify for pharmacists is uh, when you do get any questions about this, please Firstly, do there is a lot of information on our website, so do suggest that consumers check the website and and highlight to consumers that there is no way other government agencies, including law enforcement, can just access the My Health record. The agency would need an order from a judicial officer before we actually release that information. And finally, the third change access to the My Health record or information within the My Health record, whether that can be used for insurance or employment purposes. So again, um, all of the information within the My Health record is purely for the provision of healthcare. Uh, healthcare. Now, um, any other purposes beyond healthcare, whether that's insurance or employment, is strictly prohibited. And there are huge fines um, so both at an individual and an organization level for misuse. So um, there are quite a few other changes. And what I suggest is for those of, uh, for, for pharmacists that are interested, um, they can look at that information on our website um, and certainly direct any questions um, to our help center. Uh, and certainly for consumers, there is the help center as well. So um, in terms of support for pharmacists, um, I suggest you look at uh, um, the My Health Record website for more information on legislation changes. And for consumers, there are a number of resources as well. So you can certainly direct consumers to our website. Vandana, considering nine out of 10 people now have a My Health Record, what do you think pharmacists need to do to get the most out of the system? 
So first step would be to, to register and get connected. And once you are connected, it would be really important to have some uh, policies and procedures in place. Now, it is mandatory for every healthcare organization that is connected to have a security and access policy. And for pharmacy, there are there recently um, information out there and what policies they need to have in place. So I suggest having a look at those um, policies. Um, and then it's about familiarizing uh, with the system and what is available to, to the team. So um, it, it's very important that um, pharmacies talk about use of the My Health Record system um, as, a, as a team and talk about the different roles and responsibilities of, uh, of the team and what they can and cannot access. And look, lastly, um, pharmacies, pharmacists are not required to access the My Health Record system for each and every um, uh, sort of script they dispense, but it may be for the specific scenarios where, where they need clinical information. And that's when I suggest you look up the individual's My Health Record. Um, and, and yeah, uh, th that's where uh, once you start to sort of use, you become a bit more confident um, and um, and as you sort of, like I said, as, as, as the system evolves, there will be more features and more clinical information. So um, it, this is the right time to get started so you, you can, you can familiarise yourself and exactly know what information you can access and how you can access that. Vandana, thank you so much for finding some time to share your perspectives, insights and advice on the My Health Record system. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks again to Vandana and Andrew for those insights. We covered a lot today from the clinical use of the record in pharmacy practice to learning about the new pharmacy provisions and also delving into some of the concerns and interests of pharmacy patients around the use of their My Health Record. The My Health Record is certainly prompting a lot of interest across community pharmacy and for those listening, further information and support is available at the Digital Health Agency's My Health Record website, myhealthrecord.gov.au and the Guild member website, guild.org.au forward slash resources forward slash digital hyphen health and also including CPD training modules via the Guild Ed platform, guilded.guild.org.au. Further information regarding digital enablement can be found within the CP2025 framework for change at guild.org.au forward slash CP2025. Additionally, the Department of Employment, Skills, Small and Family Business recently announced that the Pharmacy Guild has been selected as one of 15 Australian industry associations to receive $50,000 each year for two years to establish a trusted digital advisory service under the Small Business Digital Champions Project. And today's podcast is an initiative of the Small Business Digital Champions Project. Further information can be found at employment.gov.au forward slash empowering hyphen industry hyphen associations. Until next time, I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 23 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.